If you're here on Sunday, um, you'll realise that I, I never got to preach um, the, the message that I was planning to, the last one in the Strengthen Yourself in God series. And so what I thought I'd do is I'd record something uh, that would cover the material uh, that I'd been planning to, to preach. Um, so far we've covered knowing, believing, speaking, and today I want to look at the whole area of transforming. Uh, we're going to look at the whole subject of transforming under three particular headings. The first one is transforming testimonies. The second one is transforming words. And the third one is a transforming life. And what I hope is that as I share these things, um, there'll be three more tools uh, that are helpful as we look to strengthen ourselves in God. Um, something that God has given us responsibility for, um, something that we need to partner with God in if we're going to fulfil everything God has for us. So firstly, transforming testimonies. Um, God is doing things all the time in your life and in those around you. But so often we miss what God is doing. One of the ways we, we won't miss it is by sharing testimonies. Uh, a testimony is to bear witness, to give evidence and there, is a great, and there is great power in a testimony as we share what God has done in our lives and in the lives of others. We're telling others about God's goodness worked out in our lives. We're sort of saying, he is good and this is what he's doing. Testimonies create faith to do things again. They're sort of do again moments. Whatever we're asked to do, we need faith to obey and Keeping a testimony helps us to set our hope in God and it builds our faith for future acts of courage. I'm, in a sense, trusting God for the future based on who he is and what he has accomplished in the past. In the Old Testament, we find testimony is, is often commanded by God, whether it's taking a whole load of stones out the middle of the Jordan and piling them up on the bank so that future generations will ask their parents, what did God do? Why is this pile of stones here? Or whether it's in Deuteronomy chapter 6, where parents are told to instruct their children on the great miracles that God did in seeing Israel delivered from Egypt. Testimonies were used time and time again in the Old Testament to encourage Israel to remain faithful to God and keep pushing into God's purposes. As many of you will know, we've really experienced a, a season of God's blessing over the last, uh, last month or so. And one of the great things that, that I've enjoyed in the past few weeks is just hearing testimonies, God's stories of what he has been doing in individuals' lives. They've, they've built faith in me. Uh, they've helped me to appreciate everything God has been about. Um, and they've given me an expectation that God will continue to do these things in the future. We need testimony in our everyday conversations. We need to keep reminding ourselves and others of what God has done, who we are, and what he's doing at the moment. And it draws us back to thanksgiving and rejoicing that are so important as we look to guard our hearts. It may be helpful for you just to keep a personal record of what God is doing in your life, whether it's provision, healing, breakthrough, encounter just writing down little stories of how God has proved faithful will encourage you um, give you a platform for for rejoicing in him and thanksgiving but also will give you faith for the future when you face obstacles I'd really encourage you to do that as I share testimonies of what God is doing in my life I shout out do again 
And as you do the same, as you share testimonies of what God is doing in your life, you're shouting out, do it again, God. We want to see it again in the future, what we've seen in the past. So that's transforming testimonies. How about transforming words? Well, it says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Those around us and how they talk makes a significant difference to our faith and our strength in God. It's, it's how peer pressure works. That can be for good or it can be bad. We need to spend time with those who have our values and help us to strengthen ourselves in God. We need to put appropriate boundaries in place for those who don't. It's not that we don't spend time with those who moan, groan and complain, but we do need to know how to guard our hearts from those who are in that habit. We need to, if I can say it, have our closest friendships with those who are going to lead us towards God, not take us away from him. Because bad company corrupts good character. Now, at this moment, I just want to ask you a question. What, what about you? When you spend time with people, are you someone that helps that person grow in God? You're an encourager, you're a strengthener, or do you actually find quite a lot of your time being critical and pulling apart what's going on around you? A couple of quotes from people that have been running the discipleship groups, Natalie and Joe, who've done such an outstanding job with them. Natalie said this, Do the words I speak make other people's hearts sink or soar? Just, I think, it's a brilliant, brilliant quote. Do the words that I speak, do the words that you speak, make other people's hearts sink or sore? Do your words take people closer to God or lead them away? And then Joe said this, am I someone who pours courage into other people? Let me say that again. Am I someone who pours courage into other people? I think it is so easy to say things that discourage people. It might not be that you're discouraging them, but just the words you say, I don't know, drain faith from other people's lives. I, I want to be a person, and I'm sure you do as well, you want to be a person that pours courage into other people. And it's so important that we do this because I think as human beings we have a, an ability to latch onto the negative a lot more easily than we latch onto the positive. We can latch onto the negative so much more easily than we latch onto the positive. And that's why it's so important that we take every thought captive like I covered in the second session. But it's also important that we're a lot more positive than we are negative with our words. At the end of Sunday, where I did something a little bit different, we looked at Psalm 139 and Romans 8, I must have had about a dozen people coming up to me saying positive things about the preach and what I'd shared, which was, which was absolutely wonderful. It did me a whole load of good. But I know, if I'm honest, I struggled to connect with the positivity. Um, but I know if someone had come along and been a bit negative about what I'd shared, I probably could have lingered on that for the rest of the day. So I know in myself, I, I just need to be very careful and guard my heart in that area. We need friendships that operate from a place of love, courage, hope, joy and faith. And when we're vulnerable, we need those friends around us to help us find strength in God. One of the things we put into operation as a staff team back in September... We started on a monthly basis just to practice encouragement, honour, and then heap a whole load of prophecy on one another. The way it worked was this. We, uh, 
If it was your birthday in that month, um, you were the one that uh, we picked on, so to speak, and we would just spend time as a staff team um, encouraging them, honouring them, and then it would finish in a whole load of prophecy. As we encouraged and we honoured, it wasn't that we made things up that weren't true, but we picked out the things that we really valued in the person. We picked out the things that we appreciated, the things we praised God for in their lives. And you could see, although it felt awkward at the time, we know, and I could see, that it was doing good in their lives, but also doing good in, in, the, in the lives of the whole staff team. As we learn to say positive things over people... Um, rather than other things. Lastly, I just want to look at the whole area of a transforming life. God wants us to make a real difference. And as I learn to win personal battles, it provides a platform for me to bring a corporate blessing to those around. As I learn to win victories over worry or fear... I, I learn lessons that I can take and bless others with as well. And so God calls us to have a transforming life. One that is going from one degree of glory to the next, but also making a difference in the lives of those around us. It says in 1 Corinthians 16 verse 13, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong. And if we're to strengthen ourselves in God, we need to learn how to stand firm in the faith and to be strong. We need to be watchful of what's going on around us. We need to check what is entering our minds. We need to guard our hearts. We need to know the truth to such a level that it sets us free. We need to have an attitude that we're going to change our environment rather than allowing our environment to change us. It's a decision we make. Through Jesus Christ, we have authority over every storm that hits our lives. It's not that we can control external circumstances, but we certainly can decide how we're going to react to them. There is a cost to this, however. To be a disciple, we need to understand that my life is not about me anymore. It's about following Jesus and pleasing him. He says this in Luke 9, verse 23. If anyone would come after me... Let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. This is something that we need to learn, we need to put into practice as we look to follow Christ and be a blessing to those around us. As I mentioned earlier, the life of David shows us that personal breakthrough releases corporate blessing. And we need to learn to win personal battles in our lives which will provide a platform of faith and authority to operate from as we look to bless those around us. So much of the warfare that we deal with in the Christian life is actually internal. It's realigning wrong thinking. It's transforming old behaviour patterns. And as we do that, it's amazing how we find the devil and the world pose less and less of a threat to us as we allow the, God, the, the flow of life of God, as we allow the flow of the life of God through us. As I finish, I believe God's inviting us at this time to strengthen ourselves in God, to learn how to do it and to put it into practice. Over the last four weeks, I've given you various tools that you can put into practice at different times that will be helpful to you, whether it's rejoicing, 
whether it's thanksgiving, whether it's praying, whether it's just knowing the truth, whether it's demolishing strongholds. There's a whole load of different tools that if we're to receive the full benefit of, we've got to look to put them into practice. I really hope and pray that at the end of 2015, you can say with a whole load of other people in the church, I have grown in God. We've had a tremendous start to the year. And I I don't believe that it's the climax of the year. I believe God's given it to us just to equip us and provide a platform for us to push into everything he has for us. So I just just pray right now that um, both this talk that's online at the moment and uh, the others in the series will be a real blessing to you as you look to access everything God has given to you. And you look and learn how to strengthen yourself in God.